Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. You've also identified four power struggles that couples are sometimes faced with, with conflict or just communication. So could you walk us through those as well? Absolutely. So a lot of times we will get into power struggles and a power struggle clearly looks like a pulling back and forth, right? So in the power struggle, there's somebody who is pursuing something and the other person who's kind of pulling away. And when this happens, it's often because of four different things. So one reason is that the conflict is so scary. You know, the one person who's distancing actually is worried that if they engage, it's going to make the relationship worse. So they're trying to preserve their connection and they're saying, I don't want to talk about that because we're just going to fight. And I've been in relationships like that, right? Where the other person's like, I don't want to go there right now. And that's because there's a fear. We're going to lose our connection. And the person pursuing in that dynamic is afraid of the same thing. And, but they're thinking, if we don't talk about it right now, we're going to break up or this is never going to be fixed. So the, one of the people is trying to preserve connection by preventing the conversation. And the other is saying, we're going to lose everything if we don't talk about this. And so they kind of pull back and forth. The other reason people get into that dynamic is that one person is feeling like their autonomy is being threatened. So they they will pull back based off of that. And then obviously the other person is going to feel threatened by that. And they're going to pursue and say, no, come back, connect with me. Da, 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 da. But the other person is pulling back because they actually do want space. They're not pulling back because they want to protect the connection. They're pulling back because they're saying, look, I need a night to myself. And that um, never go to bed angry quote is like the worst quote because oftentimes the person who wants to go to bed is telling you very clearly, this isn't going to go anywhere good. And I either need space or I'm just really freaked out that I'm going to explode in this conversation. So I, I need us to wait. And so that advice, I think, perpetuates the pursuer to say, oh, but we're not supposed to go to bed angry talk to me or don't leave until we figure this out. But the best thing you can do in that dynamic is to actually learn to take on the role of the other person. So if the other person pulls away saying, all right, fine, take your space and allowing them to come back because it relieves some of the tension. The third reason is that sometimes our conflict brings up shame and people respond differently to shame. So um, let's say that I come home and I say, why wasn't the water bill paid yet? What's going on? And the water bill wasn't paid because my husband's salary got reduced. My husband might say, I don't want to talk about that right now. And that can sometimes be because there's a lot of shame. And me bringing up the problem has created that sense of shame. And when that's the case, it's really important to like, see that that could be, you know, what's going on and to be able to offer safety within that, you know, oh, I think my husband or I think my partner, or I think my mom, or I think my child is feeling ashamed right now. And instead of criticizing it, which just 
creates more shame. Being able to be vulnerable and say, you know, babe, like what's going on? It seems like this is hard for you to talk about. If you need space, that's fine. You can still have boundaries and say, we have to talk about it by tomorrow, but really being gentle around that shame. And then the fourth reason is punishment. So we get into power struggles if we believe someone deserves it. So they cheated on me. They deserve it. They had it coming to them. I don't have to text them back. I can disappear for three days. They hurt me. Or the other person, the pursuer might say, you don't have any right to take space. You hurt me. You have to listen to me. And if it sucks for you, too bad. So it comes out of this space of, I'm kind of punishing you because I'm still really, really angry. So those are the four reasons that we often get in these like really frustrating back and forth dynamics. And how do you combat that in terms of, you know, if you, if you're in a relationship and you have been hurt or you've hurt someone and the partner feels that they can kind of go after you more because they've been hurt. And I mean, how do you resolve that? So when there's been a betrayal in the relationship and betrayals are anything that is outside of what you thought your relationship contract was. So not just affairs, but somebody really hurts you outside of what you thought the commitment was. Um, Yeah. That person that did the betrayal might be on the receiving end of a lot of punishment and anger. And when I'm working with couples who are recovering from a betrayal, one thing that I say to both of them, the person who did the betrayal, I talk to them and I say, you know, really it is your job right now to make amends, to listen to the pain, to apologize. Like, and these are hard things to do, but you have to do it and you're going to have to do a lot of trust building behavior. And I often compare it to a bank account. So when their bank account was healthy, it didn't matter if they took $100 out. But the betrayal took all of the money out and $100, and now there's an overdraft fee. And I often say, you're paying the overdraft fee right now. This isn't what it's going to be like forever. You can't be in a relationship that feels this bad always. But for a little bit, you do have to pay the $100 back, and you have to pay the $30 overdraft. And that's that's really the truth here. For the other person, I say, you know, I know you're angry, and you have every right to have boundaries to say you're angry, to request certain things. And just like the bank isn't allowed to give 10 overdraft fees a day, you can't do that either. Mm -hmm. Because if you do it, just like with a bank, the person will never be able to pay themselves out of the hole. So if, if you tell your partner, the way you can make this better for me is by doing X, Y, and Z, and they do it, and then you say, I'm moving the goalpost again, It's never going to work. So you have to really work on being very, very clear. These are the things I need. If I'm going to move the goalpost, I'm going to be clear about why I'm doing that. And I'm going to work really hard on expressing my feelings and my boundaries and my needs without moving into another type of betrayal. Because if you combat one betrayal with another betrayal, which is the betrayal of disrespect and contempt, then the relationship falls apart even more because then who's the problem now? And, mm-hmm. and that is when couples get really, really stuck.
thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.